Sometimes I get better at singing Sometimes it feels a lot like the weekend I do my best thinking When I'm drinking And welcome to Line Drunk I'm joined by Joy again. And, Hello. And what did you choose to do this episode? Um, I chose to do a movie called Coda on Apple TV. Okay. So my first question for you. <laughs> okay. Your parents are deaf. Your sister's yes. deaf. Yes. What did this film mean to you? Oh, um, it was a little bit emotional. Um, I had mixed feelings. Um. So there were some things that I, I, oh gosh, really identified with. And then there were things that my parents are totally different from the parents in this film. Like there were signs <laughs> that I had no idea or had been exposed to until watching this film. Like just to kind of paint a picture, my parents are, you know, conservative Christians and um, yeah, that's that's all there is to it. So there were they definitely did not speak uh, very um, crudely <laughs> than they did in the film, which was so so much fun to watch. I was like so flabbergasted in a, in a, such a good way. Um, I'm drinking barefoot bubbly peach goodness, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah, I forgot to ask. Yeah, so I, I started off with beer, and then I drank my way through an entire bo- bottle of bubbly barefoot, which is great, by the way. It is a great, trustworthy, budget wine. So I love my wine. Um, I, you know, this is something I learned, actually, rather recently through my job, is that there's different, I don't know if style is the right word, Um but for a, a lack of better word, style of, of ASL. If you were to be actually technical, um, I kind of grew up and my parents subscribed to more of the, um, there's two ways to, to frame it. Uh, English sign language or exact sign language is is kind of from, from what I grew up, what people called it in the deaf community. Don't get me wrong, ASL, true ASL, um, is definitely a language without a lot of like twos and thes and you know all these little um, nuances that we have in the English language. They kind of ASL just kind of cuts it out, so it has its own grammatical structure. Um, but I, if I'm translating, I will tend to subscribe to more of the exact. I will try to. Translate it word for word for the most part. And that's just what I'm used to. And that's something that my parents are used to. But that doesn't mean I'm not. I I have made up signs. Um, so like Stargate. My parents will tell me to this day that they loved the fact that I made up a sign for Stargate. So you go um, for those of you that are going to be watching this. So this is a sign for Star. And then. Uh, for Stargate, because there's like this water um, thing that kind of goes out of the gate. So I went star and then gate. 
again, you have to be watching this to kind of see what I'm doing. But we're hoping that we can post yes. this on YouTube. Fingers crossed. If not, maybe cut this out. But, but I need filters. So we'll see. Yes. Um, but it, it's a very expressive language. Um, I mean, really, the deaf community as a whole is very expressive. Body language is huge. You show your emotions through your 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 physical body and your face, um, which means uh, for good or bad, uh, we tend to be better at picking up body language than most people. Like I cannot tell you how many times I have picked up, and I call them vibes because it truly is kind of like it. It is how it kind of is perceived by me as vibes. I can pick up someone being passive aggressive through their body language without even really intentionally paying attention to it. It's just this feeling that I get. And then when I confront the person, lo and behold, 90% of the time, yes, there is an issue. So sometimes it's super annoying. Um, Sometimes I I would rather live in ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, you know, it's just one of those things you pick up and you just use it to your advantage from time to time. So anyways, I'll turn it back over to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You ready for your first question? No. Am I ever ready? No, you're never ready. But I always ask you. (laughs) Okay. What song is she singing at the opening of the film? Like I would like the title and the singer. Oh, gosh. Um, Oh, 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 oh. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I forget the singer's name, but it, isn't it like I've got a feeling song? <laughs> well, Justin Timberlake has a song called I Got a Feeling, so I don't know. Oh. Um, and I think Black Eyed Peas might have one, too. I don't know. Anyway, the song is Something's Got a Hold on Me by Etta James. Oh. <laughs> I have such a terrible memory, so. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> what was the big sign outside the the pier i guess that was posted on the board like the building oh the (laughs) Uh, no i have no idea (laughs) no wait no swimming allowed no oh it's the name it's the name of the company oh is it like fisherman's wharf i mean that's not it but you're oh that's the right direction i guess oh well i don't know what was it Salgado's Seafood Company. Oh, I wasn't even closely. What are you even talking about? <laughs> okay, so I wrote this down and I okay, you mentioned that you added you learned some new new signs. Well, okay. <laughs> and uh, so I yes, cuss words. I was never taught cuss words other than like, you know, fuck you. Um, but like, you know, the sign for like ball sack or like dick, which is apparently also the sign for dinner. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. Um, <laughs> I guess that depends on what you're hungry for. You're right. Right. Um, the, the dad was just, oh my gosh, I could not stop laughing. Cause he was so funny. <laughs> I would, my parents, I don't, I think they would hate this movie. Truly, truly. I would. Because they're just, they're super conservative. And I think they would just kind of be appalled by it. You know what? They might be. But you know what? I told my parents to watch it. 
Nice. Do they? How do they feel about it? I don't know if they've watched it yet or not. I just, okay. I let, I texted my dad and I said, "Hey, this has a lot of crude humor in it, but I think you should really watch this film. Like, it's, it's a very it's, well done film. Yes, good it's, story. It's got a great story. Yep. I, oh gosh, <laughs> the part, the scene. I had to rewind it because it was just so funny. The scene where, um. The daughter comes back out and she's like, yeah, they're ripping us off, blah, blah, blah. And the dad goes, you know, I what I would give to like get my left dick and like, I don't know, something about. Hold on a second. Your left dick, not your left nut. I left nut. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. That would be really weird. Nut. Woof, woof. Yeah, no, left nut. And but the subtitle because we had subtitles on. I I. Okay, backtracking. I obviously my family Steph, I'm Makota. Um, so I grew up watching subtitles and I will still watch subtitles and movies because that's just I don't know. It's it's Okay, it's, it's normal for it's you. Nice. It's I, normal for me. I realize that other people have a hard time doing it. Because but, I get distracted and have to read everything, even though I don't need to read it because I, I can hear it. I know, I know, but if you think about foreign films, international films, people from all around the world well, well, like in China, for example, they have Chinese subtitles on all of their films. So it's something that I think is more normal elsewhere in the world than not. Probably, um, but I still get distracted even with a foreign film. Sure. Yeah. And it's something that you just kind of have to, I grew up with it. So for me, it's, it's second nature, but I recognize like even, even for Dusty, like he has a hard time. I I will turn off the subtitles for him. But anyway, sorry, going back to that scene, because we had the subtitles on, I recognize that what the dad was saying was kind of a lot more than what the subtitles were alluding to. Because, like, the dad was literally saying or, like, showing that what he would give for his left nut and, like, turn it into a grenade and, like, chuck it at those, you know, whatever, like... <laughs> government officials and have it go off like <laughs> it was just so hysterical that i had to rewind it a couple of times because it was just it was just gold i'm like oh my gosh this is so great <laughs> okay so anyway back to the cuss words i should say um oh yeah twat waffle <laughs> oh my gosh i was like what on earth i don't even use that like what are you going to now just probably to like, not <laughs> <laughs> not to people that you don't know but or maybe you could i don't know but it was funny yeah. watching her and her brother interact every time yeah it was it was definitely uh different that's for sure it's it was interesting because i that's a totally different world for me right not even like close for me so very entertaining to watch Okay, so my next question is not a trivia question. It's for you. Oh, yeah, I figured. I figured so, this whole episode was going to be... Yes. Yeah, okay. I figured. I'm I'm ready. I'm prepared. Did your parents blare music to feel the vibrations? <laughs> oh, my I, gosh. Should I finish scene. just to say yes. on their ass? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, oh, so this is the thing that I find so ironic about this film that I really connect with. Um, when I tell people, you know, I was raised, you know, in a deaf family. 
Um, but ironically, my life was filled with music. And so for the premise of the movie to be a daughter of, you know, deaf parents to have such a, an emotional and strong connection to music was so ironic to me that I, I kind of wonder, is this what other CODAs feel like? Because for me, music is something that I, it is very, very dear to my heart and very passionate. Um, my mom, she was born hearing, but because of a fever, um, it, it affected her hearing. So she went deaf, but that doesn't mean she was completely deaf. Like she could hear like very loud noises. And so I remember her telling me that, you know, throughout like, especially high school, um, a lot of deaf people back, you know, in the last couple of decades, maybe not the 2000s, um, but a lot of, I don't know, 70s through like 90s. Um, deaf people went through boarding schools or deaf boarding schools that you can send your kids to. And so that's where my, that's how my parents met was through a boarding school. And my mom, I remember my mom telling me that she grew up listening to like Brian Adams and like, you know, classic rock. Um, but she got to the point where, uh, she, she became an adult, but couldn't afford hearing aids, um, so she kind of unfortunately lost that connection to music, but fortunately for me, because I was musical, I loved singing. Um, we grew, you know, I grew up in a, in a church, um, uh, we would have these devotionals where it was very singing heavy and they would support me going to that. And it was just wonderful. And, you know, when I, wanted to learn the violin and, you know, did the violin for a couple of years. They went to my concerts and then my senior year of high school, um, I did choir and they came to my choir concert. So my parents have been absolutely supportive in everything that I've done, especially, you know, even if it was music. And that was something that I didn't really relate to in this movie uh, because, you know, in this movie, they the parents seem kind of at least the mom the mom was very like oh she made a comment like you know oh if i was blind would you be painting for a living and that was such a dick move like straight up dick move like damn like that's harsh um so i was fortunate enough that my parents knew that whatever hobbies I was interested in, they gave their full attention. So I've, I've been very lucky in that aspect too, to have that experience. Okay, so would you interpret at your choir concert for your parents and sister? So no, interestingly enough, um, I grew up in a city where, um, so I went to public school all throughout my life. And we have always had ASL interpreters. So that was never an issue. Um, I remember at one point, ironically, my sister, who was deaf, when I was in eighth grade, she was coming in sixth grade and she wanted to play. Um, I think at the time is that she went from the cello to the viola. But so that was really interesting for the way they kind of worked it out was that the interpreter, because it really music is kind of math based. If you look at the, like, when you're looking at sheet music, it's it's all math-based. You have to know what the beats are and how many beats there are per second and whatnot. So the interpreter would get, like, um, 
uh, laser and kind of like go along. And that's how she played. Um, but throughout middle school, before my sister came into middle school, I know I'm kind of like going ahead and going backwards and I apologize. Um, but I, I rem- I have this memory of my orchestra teacher. Her mom was, uh, I think she was either like a speech, um, speech therapist or like an ASL interpreter, someone that worked with a lot of deaf kids. So I, I think she might've been a speech therapist or something, but her daughter, which was my orchestra teacher had gotten, um, a balloon, blown up a balloon and like gave it to my sister so she could feel the vibrations of music playing. And, um, I mean, we still had the interpreter whatnot, but it was just a kind of a neat, I don't know. I just, it's kind of a neat memory of, you know, someone that was trying to be inclusive and, and like bring my parents, bring my family into the world of music in, in some, some small way. So it was very touching. Cool. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Your next question. What we got? What do we got? <laughs> what did the doctor? You're laughing. <laughs> oh, because the movie, uh, what did the doctor tell her parents? That they had um, jock itch. And? Couldn't have sex for two weeks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I was just, I, mm, my, it, like I said, my parents were completely opposite. Like, think of, <laughs> I don't even, okay, I don't know if you're going to be, at, I don't know if this is like a future question. So I'm sorry if I'm bursting your bubble, but I have been fortunate enough to never have heard my parents have sex. So <laughs> I don't even know if they have a sex life. <laughs> and I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> they were so loud. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, I kid I felt so bad for her. I, I was I was just <laughs> in tears. In tears. I'm like, oh my gosh. I would literally I would literally die if that happened to me. <laughs> so that... have you heard your parents have sex lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> but her friend was over there and that was made it extra awkward. Oh my gosh. And they all sat down and the dad was like going like off <laughs> on like a very expression of like ex like very visual, vivid explanation of putting on a condom and making sure that the <laughs> sperm doesn't go off. I'm like, oh my gosh, what on earth is happening? Okay. I felt for her so bad. So bad. And I know this is a film, but like, <laughs> oof, woof. No, I was cringing so hard. So hard. Uh, mm, mm. Maybe so hard is not the correct word to be using right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just realized that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. So my next question for you, and I hope you keep using more sign language because this is great. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> It like stop for a minute. Like, yeah. Would yeah. you put headphones on to avoid the noise? Like, were your parents loud? I guess or your sister. Um. So I never really used headphones. I mean, other 
other than being at school or on a bus, like on a, a field trip, um, I mean, I didn't really use headphones at home. Okay. I just didn't know if that, I don't know, because she said she put, I mean, she put her headphones in because her yeah. dad was being loud. I think her brother was being loud. Yeah. So. I mean, I it, to me, it was normal. Like that, that kind of noise was normal. Um, so it never really bothered me. Okay, so just got used to it. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I did my homework like in my room, <laughs> <laughs> not on the back patio. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ready for next question. What ready. did <laughs> what did her mom say they could all do as a family? Oh my gosh. Using Tinder. <laughs> Tinder! Like, what? Like, not even the good what? dating app, right? Wait, what is a good dating app? Well, I mean, I deleted them all because I just kept getting blocked by girls after so many... I'm just like, whatever. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I would go on one date, the date would be great, and then all of a sudden they would block me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that why sucks. I deleted them all. It's okay. Um, there's Bumble. There's Hinge. There's a... I feel like there's more. eHarmony. Match. Plenty of fish. I mean, those are like websites, though, well, right? I, I mean, they have apps too. I oh, feel like really? Tinder okay. is more just to hook up and not to. Yeah, that's date. what I've been told. I've never used them, so I I completely skipped that whole phase. Lucky. You. Although part of me kind of regrets it, only because there's a lot of weird things that happen on there. One time, I was just swiping, <laughs> and. This girl pops up in her wedding dress. What? I know. I was like, what? And so I looked at the next photo. It was her and her husband on their wedding day. Whoa, they, whoa, 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 whoa. Was this kind of like she was looking for a like a throuple kind of situation, an orgy, a threesome? Like, what do we, was, did the bio ha- give any sort of explanation? I, I'm not sure. I just swiped left. I was like, no. I heard that. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I guess they were looking for a third. Um, I just swiped left. And then I posted on Facebook what happened. And somebody I knew DM'd me. Oh. <laughs> okay. And they were like, don't judge people. Sometimes people are doing that. We do that. And I was like, oh, uh, cool. And I just left it alone. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's okay. It's a free country. You can do whatever you want. Do what you want. God bless America. But I feel like if you're going to do that, don't post your wedding photo. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That was the weird part. Like in wedding I, dress. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. Okay. I don't know about you. Watching the choir scene reminded me of the scene in Sister Act 2 with the love boat. Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So I I was in the choir that did like more of the classical, no kidding, um, choir pieces and not like the show tunes. Although we did do Bohemian Rhapsody, all of the different levels of choir got together, did Bohemian Rhapsody. Funny enough, I was sick with, I think, um, I think I had like mono or something. Word on the street goes, a boy had mono and drank from the water fountain. So I drank the, from the water fountain and everyone got mono. So uh, it was definitely. <laughs> was that your plan? 
I'm going to no, give everybody but, mono. No. Because, um, like, the guys that I kissed <laughs> didn't have mono. They were just fine. So, I don't know. I think it was the water fountain. How many guys um, were you kissing at school? It was, like, two. Just two. Okay. You made it sound like it was a lot more. No. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, it, it couldn't have been them. Um, Although, who were they kissing? I don't know. One of them was a nerd. It's probably just me. The other one was kind of a whore. So probably every other girl. <laughs> I was kind of like in that between. Uh, like, I don't know. I was such a shy kid in high school. In my head, but, I was trying to combine the word nerd and whore together. But I don't know what you would say there. I know. Like, it's kind of it's kind of hard. Like, I had. Okay. I had quite a few admirers on the, the nerd side um <laughs> uh, but like two on the horny side okay well i guess the nerd guys were horny too but i mean i guess when i say too horny i mean two semi-experienced popular guys um gosh wow i only made out with two guys in high school and that's not even including like my the college guy that i was dating my senior year that's sad. That's really sad. I don't feel like that's sad. I think that's sad. That's a sad career. Would you rather have made out with two guys or made out with like the whole football team and the whole school knew you did that? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I was in that weird <laughs> in-between zone. I, you know, people didn't really know what to make of me. I didn't know what to make of me either. Like, I was this shy girl. <laughs> I was going to take what I could get, you know? I was, t I I got bullied for being too innocent. So my whole like mindset was to try to prove people that I wasn't innocent. Okay. But you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, it goes back to the whole conservative Christian thing. And that kind of really fucked up my mindset and like school and getting bullied. Like, you know, a lot went into it. It's kind of a weird time. That's okay. Most of us get bullied for something or yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. My next question. And like I said, most of my questions have to do with your experience. That's fine. <laughs> because I'm like, I feel like you lived the life of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For the most part, yeah. When your parents fought, did it seem super passionate with their ASL like it was in this film? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was. And it was also about money. So, ah. Uh, like, are you gonna sign I, this too? Do what? Are you gonna sign this as well? No, I mean, it it was hard. It was really hard. Um, I mean, to be like a kid and to know like your parents' financial troubles, it was really rough. Um, and I think learning from them. I realized I didn't want to be in that situation whatsoever. I was going to do everything I could to make sure that money was not going to be the source of my concerns. And I'm not saying like I'm super well off now, but I'm certainly doing much better than what my parents were doing like years ago, even today. Um, it, it, it certainly clouded my whole childhood. And that's what's so tragic about it. Um, and this is something that, you know, I've even brought up with, you know, in, in, in my therapy sessions, um, because my, my counselor wanted to know why I was who I am today. 
And so we kind of going back to my childhood and it goes back to like being the person that they relied on a lot, being the person that they relied on to translate even at a very young age, um, which is why I have this inclination to be like the go person. Like I, without even realizing it, I'm putting myself in a position where I want people to know that if they need something, I can help them with it. I can get it done. Um, And that stems from my childhood. And this is something that I didn't even realize until recently this year. And it's been, it's been like a mind blowing thing. And also like feeling like I need to get justice for people. Uh, When I see people being treated unfairly, it stems back to seeing my parents being treated like shit by some people in society just because they're deaf. Um, And that's, that was ingrained in me at a very, very young age. Um, So in the movie, when you see her feeling like she just wants to break free out of being relied upon, I, that 100% was how I felt. I don't know if other codas feel like that, but that was my experience 100%. And sure, my parents, they tried their best to make sure that if they didn't need to use me, they didn't need to use me. And the fact that they would try to communicate through, you know, pen and paper. And now today, like we have phones, like we can text quite easily. So that's, that is their version. That is today's version of pen and paper is texting. But there was many, many times I had to get involved in very adult conversations and translate, and it was not fun. Um, so I, I think I kind of had to grow up too fast in some areas. So after high school, I took advantage of just being independent, and it felt so good. And at some point, I kind of felt guilty, you know, like, oh man, like I shouldn't be loving this life too much, but you know what? It's okay. Like this is life. I'm allowed to have a life and I am not my, I, I am my parents' daughter. That is my role. That is my job. I don't need to focus on changing, conquering their problems as much as it was ingrained in me to do so. Um, I know it kind of got <laughs> kind of heavy there. No, and I, but that's probably a lot of pressure. It was, it, you know, and I think, like I said, this is all kind of things that it didn't even dawn on me until earlier this year um, through counseling, which I think everyone should go through counseling because I think you find some things that maybe you didn't realize about you. And it gives you so much clarity about who you are and why you are the way you are. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of pressure. (laughs) Okay. My next question for you. (laughs) Hopefully it's light and not heavy. (laughs) Uh, uh, We'll see. We'll see. Okay. It's not not as heavy as the last question. I'll give you that. But it, it made me wonder because this was brought up in the film. Okay. Did you talk funny when you started school? Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so i used to well okay rewind backtrack i had a bigger stuttering problem when i was younger now i stutter from time to time there are certain words that i struggle with 
And it's something I'm super self-conscious about um, that I'm still kind of uh, have, you know, self-esteem issues, but I, I recognize it is what it is. And, you know, other people stutter and have issues with words. So I might as well get the fuck over it and I move on. But it was bad. It was so bad in high school. Um, I, it was, my stuttering problem was awful. And it was, and I think maybe that was the reason why I was so shy because I, I wasn't confident in myself and I was worried that I would just stutter everything. So I, I think that's why I was so kind of closed off for the most part, which is such a shame. But when that was mentioned in the film, I was like, yep, can't relate to that. Uh, my mom made sure that I started, I started preschool when I was four so that I could have like that, that verbal interaction early. She always had the TV on. Um, she would talk to me as best as she could. She, my mom did her best to make sure that she mitigated any sort of problems that would arise from growing up in a deaf family, being a, an only hearing child. And I, I thank my mom for doing the best that she can. Did, did it mitigate everything? No, but that's okay. Like I had the, the challenges that I had and it is what it is. And I may have lingering uh, words that I have trouble <laughs> uh, pronouncing, but I just laugh it away and just carry on. You know, it's you do what you can. You do, you know, you just move on. That's all I got to say. Okay, so now I'm wondering what I guess is ASL your first language? Uh, I mean, I guess so. Because I, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Hey, so when I was um, studying abroad in China, I struggled big time because I grew up, I'm a hands-on learner. ASL is a very like visual, expressive language. It, you literally use your hands. Right. And so that is my preferred mode of method of learning without even realizing it. Like that's just how I learned the best. Um, so when I went, when I started abroad, uh, I told my, my Chinese instructor, like, look, like I need to see the characters on the board um, because I am a visual learner. And so they, tr they did that and it helped a little bit, but uh, there, there's a whole other like backstory that I won't even get into, but um, but yeah, like that was, I, even to this day, I'm a visual learner. Like I will prefer to read or to do something hands-on rather than to listen. Not to say that I'm not capable, but that it is just what is natural to me. Right. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? I don't remember anymore. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Does this feel like a therapy session now between the movie uh, and the podcast? A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Um, it's it's bittersweet. Um, like I said, there's a lot of things that I, I totally related to in the film, but the and there was a lot of things that I didn't relate to. Like her parents. Her parents are kind of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> like my parents are not my parents are so considerate. Um, they made sure that, you know, they gave us attention that we needed. Um, it, it's kind of weird because um, at the end of the film, like the girl, she's signing and she's singing. Okay, which, by the way, there's a few signs that I, I'm like, 
that's not how I sign it. And so for those, I, this, unfortunately, this question comes up. People think that ASL or just sign language is universal. It is not universal. Like any other language, there are different um, accents. And in signs, there's, you know, like accents, there's just different signs. Um, so she was like, singing is like singing. And I'm like, no, it's just singing like music. You know, it's, a, it's the same word. Um, but I didn't understand. It was kind of, it was kind of like <laughs> creepy. Kind of when at towards the end of the the film, where the dad was like, "Can can you sing the song for me?" And she's like, "Okay," but she's just singing without signing. And I'm like, "What are you doing? You can you can sign and sing, but like in the dad's like putting his hands on his in his daughter." I'm like. <laughs> no, I have a space. I have a bubble. You know, you will not penetrate my bubble, sir. <laughs> that was a bad choice of words. Um. Uh, yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Burst your. But I don't know. But yeah, Anyway, moving on. Um. Did you play jokes on your friends with ASL like she has herpes? <laughs> no, I wish. No, I. I mean. Would I'm you do it nice. now? I was too nice in, in high school. Would I do it now? Yeah, would no. you do it now? Okay. No. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I'm too nice. <laughs> but I think I think she just made it up. Of the herpes? Yeah. Well, what would herpes be just, in sign language? I don't know, but I think she was just trying to like be expressive about it. Which honestly, and it like really, if you are visual. I mean, that's really what sign language is. You make shit up. Yeah. And then along the way, people just adopt the sign. Like, you, it's it's like such a fluid thing. I don't think people really realize it that aren't in, like, they didn't grow up in the deaf community. And that's where sign language is just kind of unique or just being deaf. There are signs that are established, but then there are signs that you... It's kind of like charades. It's kind of like charades and established words in sign language. I guess is the best way to describe it. And my parent, my mom, she loves my husband, Dusty, because he will just make shit up. <laughs> and my mom loves it. She's like, oh, you're so adorable. Like, bless your heart. And there's just something so unique about deaf humor so hearing humor and deaf humor are just so different. Let me just tell you that. Deaf humor, obviously it's visual, but they can they they can be super expressive in such a way that sometimes it's kind of more vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> They're just saying it, you know? Yeah. Um it's 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 an interesting culture, that is for sure. So did you always win at charades? <laughs> charades was never a thing in my house because we kind of lived it. So <laughs> well, I meant like not at your house, but like I don't think I played friends. charades. Maybe you would win. I probably would. <laughs> okay, so one thing that stood out to me, and I feel like this probably stood out to you as well, of uh, the whole educate yourself, because I think I feel like most people don't know enough about the deaf community or any other community and they um, make comments i guess i also watched this yesterday yeah. by the way and so i'm like trying to remember all my notes okay oh no no that's fine that's <laughs> fine um 
So as far as the deaf community and education goes, I will say each deaf community is unique. Right. But you know, like you remember that line though, right? Cause you just watched the film. Like she said, educate yourself or he said, maybe the teacher did. Somebody said it. That's why I brought it up. Sure. You forgot <laughs> to. Okay. <laughs> um, was it about the whole fisherman thing? I don't remember. I, I don't feel, remember I feel either. like it was between her and her choir teacher, I think. Or maybe, no, maybe she said it in The Fisherman. That could have been it. Yeah. See, now I, I completely forgot. Maybe somebody made a comment. She said, educate maybe. yourself. Like, Oh, I will say something that I never experienced was bullying because my family was deaf. That was something I never really experienced. I was bullied because... I came from a conservative household and I was too innocent and my tits were small. Like I was flat chested in high school. <laughs> like that, those were like legitimately, I know this is terrible, terrible. The things those that come things, out on this podcast. I know. Right. No, but seriously, those were things I got bullied about and it, which is why even to this day, I struggle with body image not so much anymore. Um, I'm kind of, I I feel like I know that I'm beautiful and I think I'm hot from time to time. I know I may not feel hot all the time, but yes, there are times that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm hot girl. Yeah, I would bang myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. No, that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> please cut that out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> no, um... But I just, I was fortunate enough that even though people knew that my family was deaf, that wasn't something I was ever bullied about. And I don't know if it was because I came from like living in a city that was super diverse and had a lot of different cultures and ethnicities, but that was something I was never bullied with. So I I can say I I was very lucky to not have suffered at the hands of of that. Like having someone... Have a de- like mocking me with a deaf voice like that. I would probably punch that person because that is awful and offensive. I never experienced it, thankfully. Okay, next question. Did you ever help your parents not get ripped off? Yes. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yes. Um, this was something that I didn't really quite understand. Granted, I I can only speak from my experience. I don't know about other deaf families and whatnot, but (laughs) it's just, um, there's a lot of jerks out there, right? Always. And when they realize that you're deaf, they try to pull the wool over your eyes. And I would call on their shit and tell my parents and they would be like, oh, okay, I see how it is. It's it's unfortunate. I don't know if it happens as much anymore. Um, granted, I don't live with my parents, so I don't I don't know. I you know it's been like ten years, really. But yeah, that was a thing, and they would they wouldn't be pissed off about it. They would be grateful that I told them, like, hey, this dickwad is ripping you off. Obviously, I wouldn't say dickwad. I mean, but, you could. I mean, I I could try. What would that be in sign language? <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, <laughs> dick, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I 
I'm not the person to ask when it comes to cuss words. I believe me. <laughs> like I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We already talked about this, but I want to bring it up again. The whole okay. description of wearing condoms. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like. I was dying. He's like, the guy was like, because the mom was like, oh, just make sure you guys use condoms. And like the dad was like, no, like you're going to be a soldier, blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to like put this Argo, like you're going to lock this condom in and you're going to prevent the the cum from like spewing outside. Like, I was like, what on earth? Did Dusty watch this with you? Yes. Yes. And what did he, did he laugh at that? I mean, obviously. He oh, did. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he thought it was really funny. Um, did you have any awkward moments with your friends that ended up going around at school like that? Maybe not the mm-hmm. condom thing exactly, but, you know, something awkward that might have happened. I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't really, this is what's sad about. My childhood, I was always ashamed and too embarrassed to bring my fate, my friends over. I had a few people come over, but for the most part, I was ashamed that we were not well off. So I did not want to bring my friends over. Um, and whenever I got invited over sleepovers, most of the time I would say, oh, I can't. I'm busy or kind of thing. And it's, I don't know, like I had a lot of self-esteem issues and I think a lot of that stems from just knowing the financial like issues my parents were in and it just really fucked with me. And that's something, oh gosh, when I have my own kids, it I think these are things that I will be very subconscious about and self-aware and making sure that they do have such a full and well-rounded childhood because I, I listened to Dusty and listened to him talk about how he had kid like his his friends over and how he went to other friends' house and sleepovers. And I'm just like, man, I didn't have that because I was I was so shackled by my own um debilitating self-esteem issues. And it was it was it's quite tragic. Um but it is what it is. I can't go back and change it. I could only move forward and hopefully my kids will have a better childhood than I did for sure. Right. No, I, I can yeah. kind of relate. Like there were things that I wanted to do, but I never mentioned it because I knew it was expensive and I didn't want to push it. Like I know I did right. golfing lessons when I lived in Amarillo, but then when we moved to Vegas. I was not going to be like, hey, let's continue because I knew it was going to be over expensive. Like it shouldn't be, as you know, the high yeah. price that it was and cheaper in cities like Lubbock can be cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone in my junior and senior year went on like, you know, a high school, whatever senior uh, trip. Oh, my school didn't I have w- that. <laughs> I wasn't even going to ask my parents. And I think I went to like two orchestra camps in my four years of high school. Yeah. Um, luckily, there was another um, recreational hobby that I was in. That the field trips that they had was mostly free. So I took advantage of that. But, you know, like there's a lot of things that unfortunately I was too scared to ask my parents about because I knew like I didn't want them to worry about it. I didn't want them to be like, well, how are we going to come up with the money? Because I knew how supportive they were of my hobbies. I didn't want to put them in that situation, which is 
just awful for a kid to be in, you know? I don't know. Like, I never felt like I did without. I mean, I was always had a place to live. I had food. I had clothes. Like, that wasn't yeah, a concern. But... Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm trying to figure out why I wrote this down, but I think it had to do because of the awkward moment. But I wrote down, what does a deaf person sound like? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, it depends. What does a deaf, sound like, a deaf person sound like when they're angry? What does a deaf person sound like when they're fucking? Oh, well, uh, enlighten us, please, with all these, especially the uh, one you I mean, just mentioned. I don't know about <laughs> fucking, because luckily, I never heard my parents fuck, <laughs> which would be traumatic for sure. Oh, side, side story. Um, when you are a CODA, I don't know if other CODAs felt like this, but there were times when I was growing up that I would literally not sleep a wink because I would be terrified that someone would break in and my parents would not be able to hear because would, we didn't have security cameras. Right. I would never have thought that, but that would be a real scary thing to think about. Right. Right. And it's, it's terrifying. Like, I don't know how many nights I did not sleep because I was just, for whatever reason, just terrified that my parents would be able to hear. And like, we were literally on opposite sides of the house too. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't hear them having sex. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you, like people could YouTube this. Like, Oh, I'm sure like, we could, but I mean, I, why not get this straight from the source? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not about to mimic like deaf people. Well, but... and I'm not asking for like to. It's not to be like mean. I'm just. <laughs> I know. I know. Because you, um, you said you you sounded weird when you were growing up until you got, I guess, more around kids your age. I mean, I think it was just I just stuttered a lot. Okay. Like sometimes my parents would make kind of like this humming noise but i don't think they would be realizing it um <laughs> i don't i don't know they how like humming a little explain. tune around the house <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all, like it's like their energy like they're just their body is just kind of like doing this weird little hum um it wasn't often but you know sometimes it would happen um eating oh my gosh eating <laughs> um this is something that Dusty has a pet peeve and and I I have even been like traumatized by. Uh my dad, thankfully he will not be listening to this. <laughs> my dad will chew with his mouth open and it just sounds so so bad. Even my mom. And so my mom would tell him like chew with your mouth closed like that's rude and he would get a offended by that and i'm just like oh my gosh so whenever <laughs> i kid you not whenever my parents come over to visit and we're eating like we will turn on some music like in the background like on our phones <laughs> to try to you know <laughs> i know this is terrible but you know it is what it is which is also why i have this weird thing about guys eating if i i there have been on two occasions where I had a crush on a guy, and then once I saw them eat, it was like a light bulb just switched off. Chewing with their mouth open is just disgusting. So, I don't know. Just kind of weird things that just kind of come up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, I wrote this quote down. This is my favorite quote. Oh, I think one of my favorite quotes from the show. The mom said, those hearing bitches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I, I think part of it is her own doing, too. And Dust, even Dusty and I commented on it. It's like, well, you're probably a bitch, too, by the way you react to your daughter <laughs> wanting to, like, get involved with music. Like, yeah, you're a fucking bitch. Okay, I will say that she was more concerned because she didn't know how her daughter sounded when she sang. She was, I think she was, I think it came from a good place. Sure, but if a choir teacher is helping you, I don't think a choir teacher would help you if you were not a good singer. True. Um, I don't know, like, it is, I had to remember that it can be very lonely for deaf people to live in a hearing world. And not everyone is going to be willing to learn about you. But it's a two-way street, right? Right. Um, There are some deaf people that are too prideful to take part and to really embrace the hearing world. It's a two-way street. And you can't really learn from each other if both parties aren't willing to just meet in the middle and just try to learn and hash it out. But I will say with the brother and the best friend, I told Dusty, I'm like, that's my sister right there. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, my sister will fuck anyone that gives her attention. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of something, but I'm not going to bring it up. I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of the vibe that I get from her. So, okay. Based off of what I've seen. (laughs) I mean, I think I only met your sister one time, and she was dating some guy that I think you would oh, like. Yeah. He's awful. Is she still I dating don't think him? She, I don't think so. Okay. But I don't know. I don't really talk to my sister, so that's a whole other thing. Okay. <laughs> We've kind of already covered this, but did you ever feel pressure from your family to interpret when you didn't really want to? Yes. Uh. So, sure, uh, my parents try to make an effort to communicate among themselves with the means that they had. But um, it's there was an occasion where they needed me. My dad demanded that I come with him and translate. Uh, it was like a government type meeting. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. One, that's not my job. And two, it's not my place to know about these intimate details about your financial woes. And it was you? it was kind of like, The first time that I kind of like stood up for myself and that's been a whole journey too, is just kind of learning how to set boundaries for myself and say, no, I'm not going to be your translator. Like I'm your daughter. Right. That is it. Um, How old were you when that happened? Oh, I was like 18, 19. Okay. Yeah. Um, He... Managed to find someone else, an actual, like, translator, which, okay, I've had translators come up and tell me, like, oh, you should be a translator. You'd be such a natural. You make easy money. Uh, Translators make shit money. (laughs) And no, like, I, I will translate for my family and maybe people that I know if I, like, find out they need a helping hand, but I'm not going to make that my life mission like i've already lived that 
Okay, but you no, totally you. should go to a concert and interpret some rapper because that's the uh, best thing to watch. Maybe not a, a rapper. <laughs> or, I feel like that would be really difficult, but that is that is a plan of mine at some point in the next year or two. It is, it is in the making, a YouTube channel where I translate songs, but in a more cinematic video that is, that is in the works. Yes. Cause I, I do, I don't know. Like I, I grew up singing and I grew up around music, but I also grew up signing like these songs and whatnot. And I want to be able to like express myself for who I am and like bring two worlds together. You know, whether it's like helping someone who is interested in ASL learn a little bit more about ASL through like fun videos or helping deaf people like get involved in the world of music. Like there's so many concerts out there that I think deaf people would just love because they're loud and just so much fun, you know. So that is that is on the horizon. Um, That is something I'm working on for the next couple of years, for sure. I still say find a rapper. That's when you get the best videos and that's when they go viral. <laughs> I I will only it's I will like only sex. cover I know. I will <laughs> only cover songs that I'm passionate about. I will only cover artists that I'm passionate about. I'm not I'm very picky. I will be picky. I say have fun with it. Um anyway. <laughs> um did you scream a lot to get frustration out because you knew they couldn't hear you? Um uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> I've also uh, have been asked the question, hey, did you talk behind your parents' back because they couldn't hear you? And the answer is no. Um, I had enough respect for my parents that I didn't do that. Now, what I did do... Is just not listen? Was... <laughs> we I would about tune this. them out. No, no, no. <laughs> like, little legitimately, like, my parents, like, when I got in trouble, they would lecture me. And what I would do was... I would nod, I would go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and just tune him out. <laughs> and just write it out. <laughs> I would just tune it out and just nod and nod, and that would make it feel like I had listened, and they would just go about their business. And I'd be like, solid. Got out of that. <laughs> okay. Um, did you? Did your sister ever get jealous that you weren't deaf, or maybe that she wasn't of hearing? I don't know, but maybe, probably so. I know she got jealous when I was in college, when she was in college, that I had a life and she unfortunately succumbed to fear and kind of became, uh, you know, kind of like where I was in high school, um, where I just kind of caved into my own shell. I caved into myself and just didn't really open up. Um, but I have my own life to live and that's not my job to get her a social group. I, I tried, I did take her along to some, some of my social circles, but at the end of the day, it is her responsibility. It is her life. I, I cannot do everything for her. And I, that was one of the hardest things was to put down boundaries with her, not even with my parents. But especially with her, uh, because my parents went off and became missionaries in another country, which is really incredible if you think about it. Yeah. But that meant um, she wasn't prepared to be an adult. I, at least, was ready to be an adult and flourished 
being in an independent environment. But for her, she, she drowned. She was, she, she became reclusive, like kind of like a hermit. And she actually blamed me for a lot of stuff. Um, and that's, that's when I had to put my, my foot down and be like, no, this is not healthy. You cannot live through me. Like you need your own life. And it was very difficult, very difficult, which is unfortunately one of the reasons why we're not close today, but it is what it is. Like I'm living my own life. Um, I have a wonderful relationship with my parents. I love my parents, but my sister has made choices in her life that Perhaps we're not good, but she's made her bed and she has to lay in it, you know? So it is what it is. And it's kind of unfortunate. Okay. We're going to get another serious question here. Mm. Oh gosh. Because this was brought up in the movie. Did your parents ever wish you were deaf? I I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I never got that vibe from them. My parents were super supportive of everything that I wanted to do. I never... I don't know. It's so far, as far as I can tell off the top of my head, the answer would be no. They they loved me for who I was, um, or who I am, rather I'm not dead. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> yes. I will be one day. Hopefully that will be far off. Hopefully. Um but no, like I I never I never got the sense that they were jealous of me. Or they, they, we never had an issue connecting. Like, well, and that was my next question because she's the mom said, I was afraid that we couldn't connect. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't my, that never even came up. I know when I got married, my mom was worried that I would connect more with my mother in law. And I told her, like, <laughs> there's no, no way in hell. Trust me, mom. I'm like, trust me, mom. Like, I know. Like, I love you. I struggle to love her. <laughs> uh, and I, I, you know, and it, it was one of those, like, things that my mom was self, you know, insecure about. And I had to reassure, like, trust me, mom. Like, you have <laughs> nothing to worry about. Like, she, my in-laws are kind of a piece of work, you know. Um, I will say they've always been nice to me, so I have nothing to like complain about. Sure, but I don't. Yes, I didn't live with them, and I haven't. Yeah, on vacations with them. Oh yeah, for sure. I haven't seen your (laughs) father-in-law in in his whitey tidies. Oh my gosh, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, but I, I remember like I came home one day bawling, and my mom was there. She was packing up, you know, our little college townhouse my sister and i had i was leaving to study abroad and i was bawling like i had just gotten engaged to dusty and i was bawling and telling her what's up she's like oh that's awful like it was over my mom took my side in the situation the situation was i had asked someone else to be my maid of honor and not my sister but my mother-in-law took offense to that and she's like oh that's awful. You should have your sister as your maid of honor. And even with Co- like with Dusty's brother, Cody, like she was like, you didn't ask him to be your uh, uh, groomsman, your best man. Like, right. how dare you? And it's just like, Dusty and I, we're not close to our siblings. Like we're closer to other people that are, 
our friends. Like those are our family. Right. And even when I told my mom that, she's like, that's fine. Like, I support you. This is your wedding. And I'm like, thanks, mom. Like, that's why you're fucking awesome. And let's be real honest. Your sister and his brother do not care. No, they did not care. I had a fucking terrible <laughs> bachelorette <laughs> party. We went to a winery. It spent like an hour there. And then we went to a freaking restaurant. And that's it. Well, Dusty had a freaking uh, paintball party. And I'm like, you got shot with paintballs? Like, I went in on that action. Like, Oh, yeah. They, the like, fuck? had him walk ahead. And then we all shot him with paint. Well, I yeah, think, like, two of us shot him with paintballs. <laughs> That's the kind of bachelor party I want. So, you know what? Fuck him. But you know what? When, it, when we have, whenever I get uh, uh, knocked up, which will be, like, five years, by the way. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine being a mob right now. Like no, no idea, but, um, we, I'm going to have some payback and we're going to do like, when we send out our baby announcements, we're going to send out like cards saying like, Hey, we banged (laughs) (laughs) with like a bullet or a grenade or something. (laughs) And like our baby shower is going to be co-ed and it's going to be fucking fun. We're going to shoot some guns. Like, none of this dumb baby shower, like, (laughs) poo-poo games. Like, it's going to be fucking awesome because my wedding shower is a piece of shit. It was so foofy. Not not totally me whatsoever. And who Um, planned it? My my mother-in-law. Which, (laughs) my mom, she was trying to plan it, but my fucking mother-in-law cut her out of the planning equation which i will never forgive her for yeah she totally screwed my mom over and who knows best than my mom right Right. like my mom knows me she knows what i like so fuck my (laughs) mother-in-law although you do enjoy wine (laughs) yes (laughs) as you're drinking wine right now yes as i'm drinking wine okay i think this quote was very important in the movie and I think it probably meant a lot to you. The quote was, we're not helpless. Yes. Uh, so this is a theme that I think, for the most part, my parents tried to live up. Not to say they weren't perfect. Um, not to say that I didn't feel like I was relied upon. Because I certainly did feel like I was relied upon so much. But there was there was a deaf guy that I met here in Denver. And... He was dating, he, I guess still is, I don't know, is dating like some hearing girl. And my parents had made a comment like, oh, that's great. She can translate. He's like, no, I don't want her to translate. I'm not going to rely on her. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Like, (laughs) yes. Is that what you told him? (laughs) No, but I was just like, yes, like rooting. My, My parents had flaws for sure. They, they tried to not rely upon me but they still did but i think for some deaf people like that guy that i met who are absolutely determined to make sure that they do not rely on the people that they love to be their translators and at that to me i it i really appreciated that it speaks volume to me because it's 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 a lot and i imagine some other people probably feel similar in this situation like you know if your parents speak spanish you know and you're you can speak spanish and english and you're having to translate everything 
into Spanish, you know, and your parents don't know any English kind of thing. And it's kind of, it's, it's a lot of responsibility and it, it really warps your, your childhood. And that's, that's kind of, it's kind of sad, but it is what it is, you know? Right. But there are, I, I am inspired. I've recently discovered that there are deaf people um, working in positions that I had no idea that they would be in. And it's quite inspiring to think that there are, yes, there are deaf people out there that are defying the odds, defying the obstacles, and they are working in such positions that are just so inspiring. So, you know, they're not all helpless, I guess. <laughs> it's a terrible way are to you phrase saying it. Some but... are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, truthfully, yeah, some are. Well, that that can go for hearing people too. Not not everyone tries. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, I had to bring this up because it made me laugh, and I hope you caught it as well. During the choir concert, there were people that stood up behind them and started dancing. And I was like, no one at a choir concert stands up and dances in the audience. Oh, I know. Uh, Yeah, that was off. Okay, first off, (laughs) our... Our concerts had ASL interpreters, so they would know what's going on and what is being said. And two, no one did that. Like, orchestra and choir, no one stood up and started, like, dancing. I'm like, this is weird shit. Like, you guys, this is obvious. Okay, the choir director. (laughs) He is so pretentious. I, I, my choir teacher was nothing like him. She was like a regular old teacher that loved to sing and just taught people how to like do choir. So I don't know how common this character is, but it certainly wasn't my reality. I I don't like this. This choir teacher is so pretentious, so over the top that it kind of like removed me out of reality. So I'm like, this is not. And like to have students at your house especially of the opposite sex like nah dude nah dude that would never happen no i think his wife and child were there if that helps any i mean sure but still i just thinking about today right i i (laughs) if i had a teenage child i would not send that teenager over to their teen teacher's house by themselves right no Mm -mm absolutely not so a little unrealistic in this movie i will say i liked well i like that actor and i can't think of his name right now um i should look it up so i don't butcher it or but he was funny i really enjoyed him as a character but he was just way too pretentious because he's been in a lot of other films oh really eugenio derbez like he's a well-known actor in mexico okay um that makes sense yeah and so like He's an Overboard, the remake of Overboard. Oh, um, okay. Uh, what else for, like that you might know? But I will say he did his own interpret interpreting for the Spanish version of this film. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Like I've seen him. Oh, oh he was in uh, How to Be a Latin Lover, which I didn't see, but I heard about it. Um, I've nice. heard him in interviews, and he just seems like a very nice guy. And that's kind of why I was like, oh, I like this guy. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, he was in The Book of Life. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. the animated film? The animated, mm-hmm. Oh, cute. And Jack and Jill and Sandy Wexler with both of with um, Adam Sandler. Cool. So anyway, he's done a lot of things. Um, 
also, it. <laughs> I thought this was funny, and I feel like you can relate to this as well. Okay. At the end of the choir concert, and everybody was clapping, the parents' claps were off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when I was growing up, yeah, they would try to clap, but then it got to the, like, a point where they were just like, yeah, like they put their hands up and they just shake their hands around, like for the, you know, ASL version of clapping, which is yay. Thankfully, they were, they would just do the ASL version of clapping. So, which the entire, okay. So this won best picture at the Academy Awards. So the, when they won, the entire audience stood up and did that. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Um, because, okay, hold on. So, Marley Matlin is in this, and she won Best Actress, and she was a... F- Hold on, I should really look all this stuff up, but I wasn't <laughs> going to talk about it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should. Okay, so she won... She was a first deaf female actress to win an Oscar at the 59th Academy Awards for um, okay. Children of a Lesser God, and okay. then the guy that played her husband, Troy Koster, Koster, he was a first deaf male actor to win. Aw, that's sweet. Yeah. That's very cool. It's, I like how I've started to see more and more deaf representation in films. I will say it's kind of frustrating for me. And I don't know if it's because of the way I've been raised and the, and the way that I've been experienced to, to sign language. But it seems like in film, they resort to a lot of shortcuts. And I'm like, that's not... At least how my family would sign it. That's not how I've seen deaf people would sign it. Granted, there are accents. There are different ways to sign things. So I, I, it's, it's hard because I have to keep that in mind. But I think because of Hollywood, they had to cut to the chase. They do a lot of shortcuts. Um, like I like the fact that, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, The Walking Dead had a deaf, you know, actress in it. That's really cool. Um, there's a, there's a few other, like, you know, more recent Hollywood stuff or, uh, the, the quiet place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Has the girl, um, like it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, I, I hope to see more. I would like to see deaf people kind of auditioning for characters, even if they're not supposed to be deaf. I would like to see him kind of audition just for the hell of it and just see like, Hey, Maybe they would actually fit really well in this film, kind of thing. Right, and I th- that's, I've mentioned this before. Pick the best actor for the role. Oh yeah. Don't for sit sure. here and try to fill like your um, what I'm trying to say. Like, don't make sure this is this person's this color or it meets um, a quota, this kind age of thing. or whatever. Yeah, find the best yeah. actor for the role. Yeah, for sure. I I did so. I think the girl that played in this film did a really good job for the most part, but I. I kind of wonder, you know, was there someone out there that is a coda that yeah. auditioned? And I, I don't know. Maybe they did and they sucked. And if they sucked, they sucked. Well, and know? that's the other thing. Are these people auditioning for these roles? I don't know. I just don't know. I, uh, I, I mean, we'll never know right. for sure. And I will say, um, um, hold on. The girl that played the lead, um, Amelia Jones... She did spend nine months um, learning sign language. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love that they took, like, uh, what was that movie? Hush? Oh, that was a great movie on Netflix. That was so good. That was so good. I 
I would prefer that they had someone who was actually deaf, but outside of that, it was a really good film. Very good film. I I hope that more deaf people, more CODAs out there will audition for things. I hope Hollywood would be more receptive because I think there's a lot of unique talent out there that's not being fully tapped. Um, especially because I know, I know deaf people are very expressive human beings and they deliver dialogue in such a way that you don't need a whole lot of words to explain it. Right. Now, I will you say know? on the other side of that, there are movies and TV shows that will find an actor that fit the role, but aren't great. And it's very obvious yes. they suck at it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's it's like this balance. Grant, like we have no idea because we're not we're not the audition directors. Right. So we don't we're not privy to that. Um, I would just hope that, you know, on one hand, audition directors would consider trying to re- recruit people that can actually be authentic in that role. And at the same time, people that are aspiring actors, whether they be deaf or CODAs, do whatever they can to audition for those roles. So it's it's kind of like a two-way street, you know? Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it was a really good film. It was. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> I, I don't know if I would recommend my parents watching it because of uh, how conservative they are. But it was definitely something that I really thoroughly enjoyed, for sure. I think I would encourage you to tell your parents to watch it. But, like, be up front. Be like, hey, there's a lot of crude humor in this, but I think you'd really enjoy this film. Yeah, Because I think, it, sure. I mean, at the whole, like, the base of the film, it's a really good yeah, good version. I don't know, good interpretation. For sure. Yeah. Okay, we mentioned this earlier, and I had a different feeling for this than you did, but it's okay. Oh, okay. I thought the moment that she was singing for her dad was very sweet. And then you said it was creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I I think it's because I have a thing about personal space and personal bubble. And I think it's also because I didn't have like, yeah, like I had affection for my dad and we would hug, but it wasn't ever, he never caressed my face. Okay. Well, here's the or... thing though. I think because of the beginning <laughs> of the film, when they're driving up and they're blaring the rap music because they can feel the vibrations. It was like, to me, that was brought back up in this scene where he could feel yeah. her vocal cords. Yeah. And so he could, like, he took, you know, um, what am I trying to say? He could feel it for himself. He could, yeah, he for could sure. feel how I, good yeah. she was. Yes. I, I could see how that's very sweet. Uh, but if I were in that situation, I would be very creeped like, out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my throat. I just, I have, I have this weird bubble thing. Like, even at work, like if someone's standing too close or if I feel I'm standing too close, I will literally take a few steps back and make sure like, okay, the space is like, okay. I mean, I if he... <laughs> I'm, I'm weird. I'm weird about space. No, I get it. But if he had like said sing and then try to feel the vibrations on his ass, I think like that would be a different, <laughs> that would be a different oh feeling. That would be creepy. Yeah. For sure. I just I just don't understand why she didn't just started signing and sing. I think, singing and signing. I think again because of the whole vibration thing and I think the signing, yeah, he could see her sign the song, but he couldn't feel the the passion, I guess, or the talent she had for singing, if I that mean, makes sense. I guess. 
I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, man, there's a lot of passion you could put into signing. I mean, you saw the parents fight. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, super expressive. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, AS, like, sign language is such an expressive language. Like, you are literally putting your body into it. You know, it's kind of like tone. Your tone is your body language. I wonder if you could feel tone on their throat from the vocal cords. Have I Dusty mean, go sing and so. you like fill his throat okay. and see if you can. <laughs> All right, we'll do. I will. Okay, I'll report back to you. <laughs> okay, you might enjoy that too much. Who knows? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I just had some really dirty images go through my head, but yes, carry on. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. Okay. Oh my gosh. So my nope. last trivia question for you. Okay. What was the song she sang for Berkeley audition? And who sang it? I don't fucking know. It was, it was some, I don't know. I didn't even know the song. Um, Something about clouds. I mean, she did sing about clouds, but that's not the title of the song. I don't know. I'm totally going to drink for this. That's okay. Know. So the song is by Joni Mitchell, and it's called Both Sides Now. Have you heard of the song before this film? No, I've barely heard of Joni Mitchell. Like, I heard okay. about Joni Mitchell... I don't know, probably when I was working at Starbucks, however long ago that was. But okay. to me, her music was too slow for me. Yeah, I have no idea who so, this person is. But it sounded no very pretty when she sang for Berkeley. Like, Sure, yeah, it was a very gorgeous song when she sang it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you have any final thoughts on this film? Or final thoughts on letting the listeners know um, anything they should know about the deaf community? Uh, one, this film was really good. I would just say this is not every <laughs> deaf family or every CODA's experience. Uh, because like I said, my my experience was very different. My parents were super supportive. Um, they're conservative. So I didn't learn all the dirty sign language, you know, that you see in this film. Uh, it was very fun to watch. That's for sure. A lot of things hit home. For sure. I actually like cried at some point, like several points throughout this film. It got really emotional. But as far as the deaf community goes, I would say they are largely just super open to anyone that's trying to communicate with them, whether it's through paper, texting, or through spelling every single word. You know, if you just know the alphabet and ASL, like, they are some of the most patient, um, friendly people, funny that you will ever meet. They, they will go out of your way if you give them like an inch, like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to communicate with you and they will just run with it. They appreciate that so much. And all they want to do is just be treated like a normal human being, just like everyone else. Some people feel. And this is kind of like a debate within the community. Some people feel that deafness is a disability. And some people feel that deafness is just a state of mind and that it's not a disability. Either way, largely the community just wants to belong. And it's it's a unique culture. It really is. It's special. And I'm privileged and honored to be a part of it for sure. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm glad you chose this Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me know about it. (laughs) Maybe Dusty can learn the dirty sign languages. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Probably. And then maybe. Did I tell you, like, (laughs) 
we we are already addicted to Apple TV. So. Have you watched Myth- Mythic Quest or Mystic Mythic Quest? Yeah, Mythic Quest. No, not yet. But you... we've watched Spirited, and he loves it. Okay, I did watch that one. Mythic Quest is great. Um, okay, I'll have to watch that. I really highly recommend Home Before Dark. Hmm. I think you'd really like it. Um, okay, it's uh, about a girl journalist that's oh. solving crime. Ooh. Um, okay. Truth Be Told is also another really good show. I haven't seen season two yet of it, but I have watched season one. Um, okay. Kind of like a, it's a true crime podcast. Well, it's, there's a podcast that has true crime on the show. Okay. You'll see. And then the okay. other one I really liked was Defending Jacob. I think you'd like okay. that one too. I know a lot of people really like um, Ted Lasso and it's pretty funny. I, I enjoy it. I'm not like die hard. Okay. Uh, what else is there? I'm just excited that there's oh, a lot of sci-fi oh. shows on there. So I recommend After Party. That one, After I re- Party. Yes. So that okay. one is with Tiffany Haddish. Um, oh, really? But she is a detective. So it opens up where there's a high school reunion, and then they go back to this uh, one of the guys' houses because he's this well-known rapper. Well, okay. he ends up dying. So every oh. episode is someone's perspective of the st- of the night like how things happen that night so every like you go from one person to the next person and tiffany haddish hears all their stories really good show oh okay all right all right cool cool so yeah trying if there's anything else because i watched spirited the other night and that was fun i think watching that film made me want to watch other musicals so i rewatched um tick tick boom on netflix Okay, I have not Which seen is that. So good, so so good. Ah, gosh, you gotta watch it. We do need to do a musical for the podcast. Uh, I will be your girl. Also, I should let you Just know, saying. and let me double check right now while we're talking, so I can give you the exact number. Okay. As of now. Okay. Cinderella is okay. still the top downloaded episode. What? And it's at 700 downloads. <laughs> I still don't know why. I don't <laughs> know like, why what? either. And I don't okay. know if they like watch the, like listen to the entire episode. I hope I they did. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We got to do the fall. I still have not watched the reunion yet. I would like to watch that, but I would like to do like a mini episode of that if possible. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched the reunion either. I'm trying to see if it shows. Oh my God. That's so bizarre. It's very weird because I wasn't expecting that to be but it's 700 know. plays. Like what the heck? That's so strange. That's crazy. The next closest download is at 212. Which is what? Uh, Marrying Millions. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, Cinderella, the one with Brandy, it's like, it's so good. It is so, so good. It's like my favorite Cinderella ever. Oh, no, I think it's my favorite Cinderella. But I'm guessing it's because you were really wasted and that made it better. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't that wasted, was I? I I don't know. I need to go go back back and and listen listen to it. I find it strange that the newest Cinderella movie is not on Disney Plus yet. Because it's an Amazon Prime thing. Oh, is it? I think so. If it's the one with Camila Cabello, it's a prime. The one with uh, Lily, uh, oh, what's her face? Lily James? Lily Adams? The one from like 2015. Oh, the, okay. That's not the one I was thinking because the newest one came out last year. 2015. Lily James. 
and Richard Madden and Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I don't know. And Helena Carter. Like, there's a that is a great Cinderella Cinderella movie. Like a great recent Cinderella movie. It is just so magical. But I the the Cinderella with Brandy will always be my favorite. For hands sure. down. She is Cinderella. That's all there is to say about it. Well, are you? Uh, how do you feel about the the new Little Mermaid? Okay, here's my thought. I I'm okay. First of all, I would like to point this out. I'm not upset that she's black. Right. That's not right. what I'm Me upset either. about. I'm me upset either. that they didn't choose a natural redhead to cho- to play the role. That's what makes me mad. Like, why would you not choose a natural redhead? And her hair doesn't even look that red. Yeah. You okay? Ariel has to be redheaded. Like. I feel Why like, didn't you pick someone that yeah, looks good with red hair? Because I feel like you took that away from those little girls that have red hair, which is very yeah. few, you know. Yeah. Also, uh, Dusty told me that she apparently was so scared of swimming in the water that all of her underwater scenes were CGI. Okay. Yeah, they should have chose someone else. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a deal breaker. Like, sure, okay, if you're sinking underwater, like, that has to be CGI. But, like, if you're going to be a mermaid, you got to be able to swim underwater. Like, I just think of Splash. Like, Splash was such a great movie. <laughs> but she was able to swim underneath the water, right? Right. I'm gonna so look pretty. And there's lots of, like, actual mermaids out there. Like, women that can't swim with a mermaid tail. And, like, okay, so I love Melissa McCarthy. I really do. Yeah. But I feel like they should have found someone that can sing. Yeah. You know? Like, same. I, I, uh, So we'll I, see. I, but I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of their live action movies. No, me either. I am not. I, I mean, Aladdin was okay. It was okay. I never I, watched I, The Lion King. Yeah, The Lion King was a hot mess. I hated it. Hated it so much. Aladdin was okay. I actually really enjoyed Will Smith. He, I, th- yeah. he was the best part of the film, in my opinion. I didn't like the fact that they added a whole new song. I don't know. It was just kind of, I don't know. Beauty and the Beast, as much as I love Emma Watson, she cannot sing. Like, that whole film was auto-tuned. Okay, like, so I didn't why? watch that either. My complaint, I, and this is up? me, but my complaint was I don't think that Ariana Grande should have sung the main song. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because that song will always be sung by Angela Lansbury. Like no one For else. For sure. Hands down. For sure. I liked parts of Beauty and the Beast, but I so it's hard. I loved I think Eva Watson did great as Belle. I I kinda wish that they would have done a voiceover. Yeah. And chosen someone else to sing for her because she could not sing. And I'm like, I, that's that's kind of like the whole purpose of you watching a Disney film, like a musical film, because they're singing. Yeah. And it's it's good songs. The rest of the film was okay. I think the biggest gripe that I had was Emma's wa- Emma Watson was autotuned like shit, and it's awful. Awful, awful. And I'm like, either get an actress that can sing or just replace her voice. Okay, so this know? this doesn't have to, well, kind of has to do with what we're talking about. You have Disney Plus. Yes. Go watch Encore. Okay. So Encore was, I say hosted, kind of hosted. She really wasn't in many episodes by Kristen Bell. But the whole concept was that there would be people now that had done some musical in high school 
uh-huh. and they would come back for one night to perform the musical again. Oh, interesting. I watched it during quarantine. Some of them were like in their 70s now. Some were like in their 20s. So it hadn't been that big of a gap in between. But very interesting show. It was fun to see them sing and perform. I think they did. Okay. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was one. Grease was one. High School Musical was one. Um, I think they did Annie Get Your Gun. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what else I can't think. Maybe Oklahoma. But it's it's a fun show. Interesting. I'll have to watch it. All right. Well, cool. thank you. Thanks, guys. So, until bye. next time. Bye. Until next time. Sometimes I get better at singing and sometimes it feels